Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm enjoying the new month, just like the new year, but it's already zipping by. And people are still wondering, is this the year they're going to be able to buy or even sell real estate? Well, today we've got a few answers and maybe a few questions because two of our guests will be talking to us about one, the mortgage world, which is impacting the real estate world tremendously, and also real estate in my favorite areas of northern Nevada. That is outside of the metro areas. Our guest today, Sam Britt, mortgage lender at iServe Mortgage, also with us in the studio. Tammy Dittman <laughs> is with Silver Sage Realty Pros, and she's going to talk to us about the area just a little bit to the east of Reno, Nevada. Great deals, great values. We're going to find out after this. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, Call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. It's so sweet. The 13th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Honeybees are amazing. Learn about products from beehives for health and beauty. Honey tasting contest, how to take care of your bees, everything you need to get started in beekeeping. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th, Yearington, Nevada. NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. It's so sweet. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're glad you're with us on our radio show. You know, we've been doing this radio show now over 17 years. We are in our 18th year of weekly broadcasts talking about the world of real estate for investors and for homeowners and home sellers. It's amazing what's really happened in those amount of years that I've been doing the real estate show. I remember when the median home price in northern Nevada, right here in Reno Sparks, was at $150,000. That was in January of 2012, 11 years ago. It's amazing how things can triple in such a short amount of time. Well, you know, a lot of things have changed too. The standard of living, the price of gas, the rate of inflation, the cost of everything has changed. I'm sure everybody is making three times as much money today as they were in 2012. Tammy Dittman is with us. Tammy, what do you think? Three times as much money in your pocket? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that, Tammy? What's going on? Well, it's harder because, you know, the interest rate makes the payment higher. Luckily, we've got sellers that are willing to pay, you know, points or concessions Today towards those yeah. mortgage, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's still... It's tough out there. It's tough out there. And there's a lot of agents. Uh, there's, just a, there's always a lot of competition in every bit of the world. I grew up in a family of 12 kids. I was, I was born in comp competition because I was the 11th child <laughs> born. And ever since then, I've been fighting for my life. But I'm glad you're here today, Tammy, because you specialize in an area of real estate that's not really in the 
high-traffic urban areas of our community. Tell us a little bit about your company and where you focus. Well, I, when I first moved to Nevada, I ended up focusing primarily on manufactured, the modular homes, which is totally different than manufactured homes, which people don't realize. And then you got single whites. I mean, I also handle stick-built homes, land, all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little diversified and I'm trying to get a little more diversified. I've got some um, things in the future. I've seen a number of your uh, postings on social media, and you sell and put up for sale a lot of raw land, a lot of raw prop raw land for real estate property. Well, that's because I'm seeing that coming out of the Silver Springs area, correct? Fernley area, ever ever uh, popular Yarrington area, uh, and every time I drive that way, because I do go out in that area, oh, once or twice a month, it seems like more and more people are discovering it. Well, last year I started advertising that land is the investment. I mm -hmm. mean, you've got Tesla that made their big announcement. You've got Microsoft that bought land there, whether they'll do anything with it or not. But land is the best way to invest in real estate right now because yeah. it's more affordable than um, a home. Yes, absolutely. I, I love investing and, uh, and talking to people that buy land because there's two, two important things about land, I believe. One is they're not making any more of it. But the other thing is you can't move it. Correct. So when you buy land, you're there or that's your investment as long as you have it. And you have to see the potential of what's happening there. I know that a lot of the challenges that are coming today are due the, to the financing option. Let's face it, interest rates are, have gone up. But there's always something in, in the way of getting a good real estate deal whether it's supply inventory, whether it's prices going up, maybe prices going down, you know, maybe it's just the particular type of property that we're looking at because different types have different challenges. Well, today we have a mortgage lending expert with us in the studio. Sam Britt is with us from ISER Mortgage. Welcome to our show, Sam. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate you. Glad to have you here. Let us know a little bit about you, the company. How long have you been in the mortgage world? Uh, been in the mortgage world for 20 years. I'm a glutton for punishment. So I've seen it before the crash, during the crash, and after the crash. Mm -hmm. um, ISER Residential Lending is the, the titled mortgage company name. Um, I've been with them seven years now. Um, they're very unique in the sense that we can use our own money and we have investors' money on top of it. And we do weird stuff as well, such as manufactured homes, debt servicing programs for investors, and all the traditional all the way across. First of all, 20 years in the mortgage business. In dog years, I mean, that's over 140 <laughs> years. You know, I've lost, I've lost time. I, I feel the dog years thing hits. I was just talking about this this morning. <laughs> yeah. So you're absolutely right. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's one of those businesses I found because I, in my prior life I was a mortgage lender. It's one of those careers that looks really easy. But it's exactly the opposite. Maybe like a professional boxer, you know. You're I, always always celebrating. You're always uh, making presentations. People want to come around and see you. But when it gets down to the work, my goodness, it is a real tough deal. In fact, at the time I went into the mortgage world, I was a one-man band. Everybody was a one-man band. Yeah. You could be a one-man band. That's not the case. Do you have a team going with you? I have a sales manager, and then I've got uh, two loan officers underneath me. We all we all team up, as you know, and. A little bit, the way I work is a little bit different. So I have a processor that also does a lot of the upfront work for my our clients that we get from the real estate agents. 
I feel like a smaller intimate team is a little bit better. Um, less hands in the pot means it's a better home buying experience all the way around for the families. Very nice. My guest today in the studio, Tammy Dittman. Tammy is with Silver Sage Realty Pros and Sam Britt talking with us about the mortgage world from iServe Mortgage. Is iServe a local only company? It's nationwide, so we have two corporate companies. One's mm -hmm. out of San Diego, California, and the other one's out of Tennessee. Uh -huh. So um, we do, um, they're kind of like individual hubs, so to speak. So each big hub has the operation center there. So with where I'm located, we do have our processing and underwriting and funding located here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think that uh, it's easy to get a mortgage because you can go online, go to Rocket Mortgage, go to Rapid Mortgage, there's a Roto-Rooter Mortgage. <laughs> uh, it just sounds so easy, but we know that that's not the case. It's really important, I believe, to deal with somebody that you know and can look straight in the eye. The old days of like and trust, uh, they're over because people sometimes think they like and trust somebody that they're talking to from Timbuktu that is uh, offering a great loan that they don't know, they've never met, they'll never see. But in the mortgage world, you're dealing with big, big money. And that's why I always recommend that people talk to somebody that they know and can meet with face to face. Is, uh, is the mortgage world now where it's back to face to face or are people still telecommuting? Are still people still only working on Zoom? What's you it know, like? You would, you would be surprised. Uh, I try, I'm very old fashioned in that way. I like seeing people face to face. You get a better rapport out of it. But uh, to your point, when the COVID situation happened and people were in lockdown, I felt like that really changed the game. For the better part of two years, a lot of us mortgage lenders were giving home loans out and we never saw the person. And fast forward to where we're at in 23, it's still the thing. Most don't like coming in. It's almost they either want to do it over Zoom, over the phone, um, or even online. So When I was in the mortgage lending, we, the company I worked with told me they had a strict rule. You don't meet with clients anywhere but the office. Yeah. You never go to their home. One of my bosses told me, in fact, that his ratio was zero, zero percent closing on any deals where he goes to visit a client at home. He said to me, when a client makes an investment of time to come to see you to your office, drive their car and make that appointment, it's much more likely that they are truly committed as opposed to a looky-loo mortgage. Is that indication there in any way to you or... or as you say, you're, you're closing deals from people you've never met. That's yeah, no, it's quite the opposite these days. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong, you're gonna have those problem childs where if it's a very difficult loan to structure, you wanna see them in person, and, and in those cases, I will require them to come in. Uh -huh. But for the most part, everything is still closing, whether it's uh, in-house or not I mm -hmm. mean, these days. I mean, I don't know if it's just the culture change or whatnot, but for the most part, everybody's still closing, whether they're in the office or out of the office. Ah, very nice. So you can actually get a mortgage loan from your with your pajamas on nowadays. I just love the sound of that. Well, it's the technology. Being yeah. able to upload your pay stubs, W-2s, bank yeah. statements, and it drops right into my computer from my office is, is crazy. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm still old-fashioned. I, I would love to see somebody face-to-face. -face. Yeah. But yeah. I feel that builds better rapport in the sense of you're most likely for them to lose them to a rocket mortgage, somebody who's not local, versus if mm -hmm. they see who the person is they're dealing with and how it works and how their how their home buying experience is going to work. Yeah. So. Tammy Dittman, from your perspective, do you feel like there's more action, more deals that you can close now, sight unseen when it comes to the client? Uh, buyers, I would imagine, want to see the property, right? For real, they don't want to just see a video? No, it's, it's true. Um, I just recently closed one where they were down Southern California. They had not seen the property when they made an offer on it. Mm -hmm. 
they had their friend walk through it with me. They walked through another house with me, and then the final one that they ended up buying. But they didn't see it till we got to the inspections. Wow. And, you know, they're finally going to see it for the second mm -hmm. time today when they come up because yeah. the house closed. Yeah. Well, technology is great, too, in that way. I have a relative who buys investment property all across the country, and most of the properties that he and his wife have purchased, they have not seen. They just look at them on the video, look mm -hmm. at them on Zoom, uh, cut the deal. And they have a property manager that gets the renter in there, takes care of it all. Uh, they're very happy. They're very tickled with it. So they're actually helping reduce carbon emissions by not having to drive <laughs> to all those areas. And they're still getting great deals on real estate because they can shop well beyond the high-priced areas of northern Nevada. When we come back from this break, I want to talk more, Tammy, about the area that you are primarily selling real estate in and some of the unique challenges that you have in rural areas, as well as the price differences when it comes to the median home prices. I want to compare those a little bit with what's happening here in our metro of Reno and Sparks. And when we come back and talk with Sam, I want to talk about some of the options that people have when it comes to getting a mortgage that they may not have thought about because, as you say, you do some creative financing, and it's not just, just your typical 30-year and 15-year mortgages. So hang on. We'll be back after this. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hello, I'm Yvette Clark, and I've been in northern Nevada for over 50 years, and I've worked at CSA for one year. We do a family restaurant-style eating at Early Head Start and the kids try all new foods. We would love to have you join us. Give us a call if you're interested, 775-786-6023. Save the date, Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Learn about products from beehives used for health and beauty from world-renowned speakers. Become a beekeeper. Attend the workshops to learn everything to get started. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Perfect for beginning and advanced beekeepers. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Uh, why do I love the spring and moving into the later part of the season? That's because I'm a beekeeper and I'm going to be driving to Tammy Dittman's area in just a few weeks. It's the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through the 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. You ever thought about beekeeping? Oh, you probably haven't. You probably think a bee is going to bite you. Bees don't have teeth. That's the first thing you need to know. Second of all, bees are only interested in flowers. They're not interested in your hamburgers or any picnics. Bees, honeybees, do a great job of pollinating all of our plants all across the country, throughout the world. Without honeybees, about one-third of all the food in America would be gone, in fact, probably more. So, you can do your part to help the planet and enjoy a great pastime. Beekeeping. Want more information about the Bee Conference? Visit the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org, and I'll see you there. With me in the studio today, Sam Britt from iServe Mortgage, and Tammy Dittman is talking with us about the real estate market, not here in Reno, not in Sparks, but in the areas of Fernley, Silver Springs, and Yarrington. Tammy, you live in that area yourself, right? 
I do. I live in Fernley. I've been there since 2008. 2008. So that makes you a native. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Fernley is a lot different now than it was in 2008. A lot more business, a lot more activities, a lot more mm -hmm. restaurants. I love Fernley because it is right on I-80. So it's a quick drive from Sparks, about 30 to 35 minutes max. And now, with the USA Parkway, I can get to Silver Springs in about 40 minutes. Yarrington takes me just over an hour. And it's a great ride. In fact, uh, I would put it on a tourist circle. That's probably the best place to see wild horses. They are all over the place. They wave at me when I go by. I'm going by there so often. But the real estate in that part of the northern Nevada area is quite a bit different in price, Tammy Dipman, than it is here in Reno Sparks. Let's look at the median home price here in northern Nevada from the last report from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. The median home price, $519,950. Let's round it up to $520,000. $520, I've always thought that the areas of Fernley, Silver Springs, Yarrington, they're probably priced about $150,000 less than Reno Sparks. In fact, I compared what the average, or the, rather the median home price across America is, and it's really close to what it is in Fernley, Nevada. But when you get to Reno, I mean, it's a lot more. I'm calling Reno, in fact, a high-priced market. Now, you talk to some, oh, uh, economists or even the general mortgage market, they'll say, no, no, a uh, high-priced uh, high area is more like Hawaii or San Francisco. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, in that term, it would be. However, I think Reno has really turned into a high-priced market. And so, Tammy, I think great values abound in your area. How do you feel? Do you talk to your clients about the same thing? Well, um, the main concern from, you know, all the politics and everything was that our prices were going to drop substantially last quarter and currently. Okay, that they were going to drop. Yeah. They, did they? No, they, they adjusted a little bit, mm -hmm. but with the late, latest um, announcements, mm -hmm. I don't see them dropping anymore. If anything, they'll probably go up again. Well, here in, in uh, Reno, Nevada, uh, during the peak of our market so far, it was back in May of last year, and the median home price was $570,000. So it's backed off by $50,000, and I would imagine that probably Fernley would have dropped off by as much, but I know it didn't because, one, it was priced lower to begin with, and because even in Fernley, much more so than Reno, there's not that many homes. I mean, there's not a big supply in that area. Let's look at the report that we had last, last month. When you look at the number of closed deals, closed deals in the Fernley market, 26 deals were closed in one month. That's not a whole lot. I mean, if uh, you look at Reno, Reno wasn't tremendous either, 337 deals closed. Uh, we have a population of what, about 400,000 people? Unofficially a half a million. A uh, half a million people. So that's a very, very small percentage. So not that many deals are closing. That tells me two things. It's going to be tough to find something because there's not that many deals available. But two is that there's not that much activity for some reason or another. What is it? What do you think? It was the holidays, and the interest rates went up at the same time. Well, actually, 
I agree with you. Holidays was definitely the problem. I think obviously the weather really hurt yeah. us. But uh, during the holiday season, the interest rates had dropped. They did. And it was kind of odd because even though they dropped, we still weren't seeing a bunch of activity. That's why this is the first year, or last year was the first year I saw that the last quarter was as slow as it was because that's usually when I'm busiest. Yeah. A year ago, interest rates were running around 3%. Yeah, correct. Right now, they're running around 6%. Well, give or take what you're looking at, but you're correct. And the feds are raising another 25 basis points. Mm -hmm. So I know that they've backed off slightly in the last 30 days. Uh, they were close to seven for a while. Though. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. then uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, many unknown to the average American, including myself, they did back off a little bit. But the fact remains that that is probably the biggest challenge for an entry of home ownership today. I remember when it used to be cash, credit, income. Those those three things, and I remember. In fact, when they, you didn't even need those things, you know, you could just do a a, a no doc loan and yep. away you go. Uh, but today's borrowers have to be qualified in all areas. Uh, you have to be a triple threat. You have to sing, dance, and act, just <laughs> like uh, the movie stars. You have to have good credit. You have to have cash available, and you have to have enough income to meet the mortgage payments. It was probably about ten years ago that one of the most popular mortgages to get, one of the most things to talk about was an adjustable mortgage, yeah. an ARM, if you will. So tell me, Sam Britt, what's going on with ARMs now? Are people looking at them again? So funny thing is they're not. You would think they are. And, and one of the biggest problems you have is investors are not pricing those better. When you're looking at a five-year ARM as opposed to a 30-year fixed, uh -huh. there's not a massive difference. It's usually about a quarter percent difference. Wow. So when so when you have somebody who's looking to try to get a bigger break, mm -hmm. they're thinking, well, that's not a big difference to, to kind of run the, the unknown of where rates are going. So mm -hmm. the biggest caveat is what's called the 2-1 buy-downs, is which is huge in our market so right it's now. buying points. You're having point. the seller buy the interest rate down 2% below the current market rate uh -huh. for the first year on that 30-year fixed. Mm -hmm. And then the second year goes up by 1% and then finally finishing off on the third year and forward at whatever today's interest rate is. Yeah. So I guess it gives you a little cushion going in. But do you have to qualify at the full rate or do you have to qualify? Can you qualify at the start rate? I love that you asked that question because that is the difference between now and 2007. Because the biggest issue was in 2007, we were qualifying buyers off the lower interest rate, whereas mm -hmm. now it's all adjusted. So meaning you can't get the loan unless it's unless you can qualify on the, the current adjusted rate out in the year three. Oh. So, so, it, so it is tougher now. I mean, yes. I mean, overall, getting a mortgage in 2023 is a lot tougher than it was getting a mortgage in 2013, 10 yeah. years ago. Absolutely. Believe it or not, the, the foreclosure rates were much worse in 2017 and 18 than they mm -hmm. were in 22, 21, 20. So it, you can tell that the scrutiny is there. Yeah, and, and that, that goes to your point that you're not seeing the amount of uh, missed payments, foreclosures today because the borrowers that got the mortgages that are active today uh, over the course of the last five, six, seven years, they really had to get qualified, didn't they? They, yeah. they had to have everything in a row. Uh, interest rates aside, it didn't matter. It was required that you be fully qualified. Yeah, and the biggest thing too compared to then was loan modifications. When you have a buyer that's in trouble right now in today's market, a lender knows what a modification was. But back then, when I started trying to help borrowers with that, they didn't know what that was. So when mm -hmm. you do have somebody that gets into trouble, they have the option of modifying the loan even in this current environment. Yeah, I remember when people were talking about short sales for the first time, Yeah, and those were introduced. I thought I would be great at it because I come in at 5'7". A lot of people had to learn about them. 
Now people are asking about it. They're asking, Peter, do you think there's going to be more short sale activity in the coming months with this economy coming down, with the interest rates going up? It's anybody's guessing game, but I don't see uh, that the market is set up in such a way that a lot of people will be walking away from their homes. I, I just don't think there, there are enough unqualified homeowners, basically, yeah. that that's going to happen. What is your thought on that? Peter, it's funny you say that because I literally just had this scenario come up. We have a situation where it, we were looking at a potential short sale. The house was beat up. They had me come out to look at it to see if it could go on a government loan, FHA. Mm -hmm. The funny part was they took the loan out on one of the state grants on top of putting less money down, right? So by the time they were going to get done, they were looking at a short sale. Mm. What's funny was they were going to apply for it. As they were applying for it, the agent decided to put it up on the market just to see what they could get. Mm -hmm. And because they did it, they got multiple offers because mm. it's below market value. Uh -huh. Well, guess what ends up happening? It's not necessarily a short sale when somebody's willing to throw mm -hmm. in 10, and that's happening in this environment on the right property. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are always looking for deals. I think there's a lot of people on the sidelines looking for that great opportunity. And uh, hopefully there won't be nearly as many people in trouble and uh, seeing a flood of homes on the market like we did see in 2012. Uh, we had a ton of homes that were empty that had never even been lived in. Many homes that were had been vacated and people had just walked away. And that's really what caused that spiral downward. I just don't see that that's going to happen now because Reno is in a whole different economy and I think people are waiting on the sidelines, smart buyers, smart investors for just the right timing. I'm kind of thinking maybe the summer of 2023 is going to be a hot market again. It just is looking like it's starting to shape up that way now. I feel like we're climaxing right now. And what I mean by that is we, we are at the last stage of the Fed's rating interest rate, raising interest rates this month and next month. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it has been stated that Fannie will drop those rates later in Q4. Mm -hmm. If they do that, the 40% of buyers that are sitting on the sidelines are going to jump back in. That's just what you're going to see because they were hoping these rates would come back down lower back in the twos. I tell everybody, mm. look at that as that was the lotto, right? That that was a very unique scenario. The average rate you're going to see, I think, coming into late summer is going to be high fours, low fives. And I think where that goes is these deals where sellers are paying for closing costs, mm -hmm. I think that's going to slow down dramatically. Take advantage of it now while it's out there. Is that happening to in the Fernley market area as well, Tammy, where buyers are willing to help with closing costs, buying down points, uh, you know, leaving furniture. Are they making those kinds of concessions that, that I remember from the early 2000s? The sellers are. I've got a few listings that go under contract and the um, buyers are asking for concessions. Mm -hmm. And if we can work the offer right, you know, my sellers aren't going to lose that much money. Yeah. And, um, the buyers will get the help with the interest rate, their closing costs. But we are seeing that more than we did the last couple of years yep. where it's like, this is it or nothing. The big thing I've noticed on the stats and reports from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors is in the area of list price received. Back in the peak of 2022, sellers would put up home for uh, sale. They'd actually end up selling it for more money because they were being offered more by a line of sellers that were just hoping that their deal would be approved so they were kicking in a little extra money on the um, the deal so that the seller would sell to them and it kind of became somewhat of a frenzy we're going to talk about the comparison from then to now both in reno and sparks and fernley after this message Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 23 through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. 
Learn from the experts with our outstanding lineup of speakers. Attend the workshops to learn everything you'll need to get started as a new beekeeper. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. We do a lot of good things here in northern Nevada. That's why people move here. Oh, we love to ski. We love to snowshoe. The rodeo is big. And of course, I love the air show and all the fun stuff that happens in beautiful downtown Reno. It's like going to the circus. We also love the people that are here, and that's really the reason I live in northern Nevada, and I would bet that's one of the main reasons many people want to move here, too. One of the challenges, though, that we're having all across the country is our youth. Kids need to be educated well, and they need to get special attention when they need special attention in any particular subject. It might be reading, it might be math, it might be geography. Whatever the problem is, kids need special attention, and many times we're finding they cannot get that in the public schools or not enough of that attention. That's why there's a great organization I want to let you know about. It's called Empower Youth. They change lives through the science of learning. And how do they do it? They use a custom curriculum that's exclusive in the area of instruction that really presents lifelong learning skills to all of the kids that need this kind of attention. And what kind of kids are those? Well, they're primarily at-risk youth. You want to learn more? You want to do some help? For our young people, let's face it, these are the future homeowners of America. Visit the website, empoweryouthfoundation.org. You will be amazed, and your help will be greatly appreciated. Empoweryouthfoundation.org. Tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio, I have Sam Britt. He's our mortgage lending expert for today. He's with iServe. Do you serve? I bet you serve. I serve. I serve. You're the guy that (laughs) serves. Personally. Very nice. I'm glad you're with us also today. Tammy Dittman is with us. And Tammy is talking to us about the real estate world that really involves not only traditional houses, but manufactured homes, single wines, raw land. 
just east of Reno, Nevada, that I love, Fernley, Nevada, and just a little bit south, Silver Springs, Yarrington, the Smith Valley. I really like that area, Tammy. I was brought up on a farm, and when I drive to that area, it really brings back great memories. I see people that have horses in the backyard of their own, wild horses in the area. Some people have goats, sheep, uh, a lot of agriculture, too. You love onions? Visit mm -hmm. Yarrington, Nevada. But some people that are focused on Reno itself uh, or the metro areas may have a hard time thinking about those areas because, well, it's way too far, Tammy. And, oh, there's nothing to do out there, Tammy. And um, I just can't imagine living around all those goats and sheep. Fernley's changing. I mean, we've got new businesses coming in. We've got Bear Paw. Um, they're the ones that make boots and slippers and shoes. Coming into Fernley, you can see where they're grading the ground to put the businesses. There's going to be three there. We're getting a new hotel, possibly two, and with some anchor stores. The problem is we don't have enough office space, but people are seeing that it still has the small town feel, mm -hmm. but there's more opportunity, oh, yeah. or there will be more opportunity. They're projecting 50,000 homes, but the big thing with Nevada is water. Yeah and everybody's running out, but people that are in Fernley. Well, you know, so many people are working telecommuting nowadays that it would make sense, I think, for a lot of people that don't want to go into an office and they want to keep their costs low, get more value, to consider areas like Fernley, Nevada. I am probably uh, due to be invited to be on the Chamber of Commerce, even though I'm not there because I talk about Fernley almost every week. It really is one of my favorite areas when we talk about real estate in Northern Nevada because to me, it's like the suburb of Reno and Sparks. I know they don't like to hear that, but uh, it is that close. And I think that someday people will, they won't even bat an eye when they think they have to drive from Fernley to go to work in downtown Reno because unlike Los Angeles or even San Francisco, you can get there in half an hour, 45 minutes tops. Fernley has been discovered and will continue to be discovered. Sam Britt, you're in the mortgage lending world. Do you focus primarily Reno Sparks or do you do some loans in these all more outlying areas? All of Northern Nevada, my friend. Uh -huh. Do you believe it or not, the ongoing joke at our corporation is I am the king of the double wides. Very uh, nice. Unfortunately, it was a joke, but the way it worked out when they pulled numbers at the end of the year, I had to close them both out, out of the whole company. Um, and, and my thing is like this, when a family needs a home, I don't care if it's stick built, I don't care if it's single wide, I don't care if it's double wide. I give them the house. I give them the loan for the house. I recently had a double wide that was converted to a stick built. Really? So wow. as a double wide manufactured, it would not have been financeable. Mm -hmm. But there were so many titles and issues that she got an engineer's report, went to the county, mm -hmm. and they agreed that it was stick built because so all the remodel had been done and then a loan was able to be obtained on that. So wow. there's ways of doing stuff if you um, if you know. Yeah, I think uh, your key piece on that one was getting the county to recognize it because then the appraiser is going to pull it from the assessor's website and then if we see it from the appraiser, mm -hmm. it's good enough for us to lend on it. Right. So. Oh. Yeah, well, it's very nice. It talks about the creative world of, of financing, the creative world of real estate. Going into the break, we talked about list price received. So back in the peak of 2022 in Northern Nevada, Reno Sparks specifically, sellers were getting over 100% of what they were asking to sell a home. In fact, the, the average in May of 2022 was 100.9%, which tells me that some sellers were getting 101, 102, maybe even 103 or 4% of what they were asking. 
Well, fast forward to this year in northern Nevada, Reno Sparks specifically, the list price received right now is just under 97%. So a 3% discount essentially on average, and if that's the average, some people are maybe getting 4 or 5% below what the sellers are asking, that means that buyers have some negotiating room right now, at least for a while anyway. And so I ask myself, are they just reducing the price or are there other ways that they're getting something? I remember I was working with one real estate company in town back in the 2012 area. Not, don't believe they're in business now. They told me that every deal typically had a goat as part of the deal as well. So what's happening now? Sam, when I tell you like, you're still seeing multiple offers if the property's listed correctly, not overpriced, and it's got some specific features in the right zip codes. Mm -hmm. However, what I'm seeing with these multiple offers is it's not above asking price. It may be slightly below. The key piece is the seller credit mm -hmm. because that's what you're starting to see. Mm -hmm. So they may get, if you've got something listed for 435, they might see an offer for 425 with a 2 or 3% seller credit mm -hmm. on top of that. Yeah. And that's what you're starting to see. I actually had one where they had, uh, very, very unique that I ran into this, where I had both buyers on the same property putting in an offer with two different real estate agents. And it was very unique in the sense that um, the listing agent said, I'm going to tell you right now, both your offers are identical. Full asking price, 2% seller credit. The difference was one was FHA and one was conventional on a contingency to sell the other house in a closing for March versus a 30-day on FHA. I had done some research on that and what I had learned was we were just dealing with a listing agent that didn't have a lot of experience with FHA loans and had kind of weighed over to the conventional side as a safety point. They were probably reading an old real estate book that said FHA deals are too hard to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Too many right? inspection so issues and whatnot. In, in, in our world, that's what you're seeing a lot of is you're seeing people they're only asking, they're only going in at full asking price when it is recently listed. Mm -hmm. If it's, I mean, you, you're seeing buyers where if they see things that have been sitting for 30 days or more, they're never coming in at full ask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, how's it going in the Fernley area, Tammy Dibbon? Is it somewhat similar? It's similar, yeah. I would think with a lot less homes for sale uh, that it probably wouldn't be as much, but again, it's all based on the population against the number of deals. What is the, the average or the approximate population of Fernley, Nevada? It's under 25,000 based on the census, the mm -hmm. last census, but I would say it's over that right now. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But it's quite a bit smaller and, and in fact, uh, on a percentage basis, there are probably more, more homes being sold per capita in Fernley, at least last month, than there were in Reno, Nevada. I truly think that the values are much more there than they are as we get closer to the ski resorts. Let's face it, I think that's one of the big reasons people move to the uh, northern Nevada area, specifically Reno and Sparks. When it comes to negotiating the deal, if buyers know that most sellers nowadays are probably would entertain a lower price or a seller credit, they, they have more buying power from that perspective. But let me ask you, Sam, when you talk about seller credits, specifically, what could those be? You can ask the seller to pay for the closing cost. You can ask them to uh, pay down the interest rate. You can even ask them to buy the mortgage insurance out on the, on the program. It just depends on what the buyer needs in that particular moment. All right, so closing costs. Mm -hmm. That includes title and escrow, I would imagine. Correct. Uh, inspections. Correct. Appraisal. Uh, no, they got to pay for their appraisal, okay. but it is very possible you can get it done. It just you just have to negotiate it in the contract, as you know, on mm -hmm. who pays for the appraisal. All right, so uh, inspection. 
and and title and escrow that's a big part of it yep um, even our fees even uh, lending fees yep okay correct. so if somebody if the buyer needs to uh, have a discount point for yeah. just one percent of the mortgage let's say on a four hundred thousand dollar deal that's four thousand yep, dollars correct so you could put in the contract that the you're asking the seller to pay that yeah four thousand dollars and that all adds up and when it's all over it's maybe two or three percent of the purchase yeah, price. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th the reality of it is if you're a buyer putting the minimal down, let's say on uh, conventional 5%, mm -hmm. the max is 3%. But if you have somebody putting 20% down, they can go up as high as 6% on concessions. Now, have I seen it? No. But mm -hmm. you are seeing the traditional norm of 2 to 4%. We come to the area of sold per square foot. Back in May here in northern Nevada, Reno Sparks, $308 per square foot was the typical sales price. Uh, when you look at it from that perspective, it's come down from 308 to 285. When you look at Fernley, Nevada, it's almost down in the 100s. Tammy, it's $214 a mm -hmm. square foot. Two identical homes, one in Fernley, one in Reno, big difference. Number of days to close, quite a few days to close in the most recent report compared to May of last year, it only took six days for a house to get into contract in May of 2022. Put the sign in the ground, there's ink on the paper. Now, instead of six days, we have moved 53, 53 days. Yeah, 53. I thought that was a typo. 53 days. That's incredible. That's more than eight times more than it used to be. And 53 days, you would think, well, that's so long, it's probably going to back off from that. I would imagine that in a typical market, which I haven't seen probably in 15 or 20 years right now, I would bet it was much longer than that. Yeah. Probably more like 60 to 120. Yeah, no, that was, that was more your norm. You're correct. These are numbers are good indicators of where the market is. But one of the biggest, biggest indicators for me is the month's supply of inventory. Back in May of 2022, we had 1.6 months supply of inventory. Today, on the most recent report, we have almost twice as, as many uh, days, in this case, 2.5 months supply of inventory. If there were more people willing to sell homes, we'd have even more at this point, wouldn't we? Sam? Yeah, your problem is the people that would love to sell, and I'll use me as an example, I would love to sell and move to a bigger house, but how do I give up that 2% interest rate and move to a 6% interest rate, for example, and double my mortgage payment? Doesn't, mm. doesn't make sense, so I'm gonna sit tight, and that's what a lot of sellers are doing right now. They're only selling unless they have to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the people that bought homes over the course of the last five, six, seven, eight years, I mean, they were really brilliant. Yeah, maybe that's they didn't a lot think so of. at the time, <laughs> but they were really smart because they locked into a great deal, and at that interest rate, it's just unbelievable. And speaking of that interest rate, I remember in my days of mortgage, Sam Britt, mm -hmm. that there was a mortgage that you could actually hand over to the new buyer. It's called an assumable mortgage. That's Is correct. There anything like that now? There's a lot of misguided knowledge on assumable home loans. I'll see real estate agents putting that on their listings, like, hey, this veteran buyer has a 3.5% interest rate you can assume. But the reality of it is uh, an assumable home loan is very similar to a loan modification. You, before uh, an agent even gets it on the market, they've got to go reach out to that investor who has the mortgage note, mm -hmm. get the application, find out what the requirements are. And because it's not published, every single investor is different. And yes, but it is the VA loan that allows that. And, yeah, and as well as FHA, you can do both, but mm -hmm. VA is the one that everybody always seeks out. Yes. And you shouldn't. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, as a, you know, married to a vet, 
if you do that VA assumable, the seller needs to get his entitlement replaced. And the only way to do that if it's another vet that's buying it, because if it's a regular person, right. they don't get that entitlement. Right. Back. They don't get to assume the you're, loan. You're correct. And I'll give you it a little bit, a little bit more, because a veteran can leave their assumable benefits there, but they'd be crazy to do right. it. Right. The investor has to be okay with allowing them to remove it, right? Traditionally, they'll, they'll counter it back with a full-blown refinance. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this, where that doesn't usually stop it. If you have a veteran that's trying to do an assumable loan, it's always 100% financing. We're all, right. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. Well, what happens if you've got somebody who wants to sell the house for 300000 and they only owe 200000 That means the person coming in to assume that loan needs to bring in the hundred grand yep. plus whatever lender closing cost and real estate agent fees. Mm -hmm. That's where it doesn't become 100% no. financing. And when you have that advertised on the MLS, the agent doesn't know any better because right. they haven't done the education. And what you've done is you've impacted a veteran. You have. Yeah. So, so that's why it's really important when you're dealing in a complicated real estate transaction that involves anything but white bread. You <laughs> need to have a real pro on your side, both mm -hmm. on the lending and on the real estate side. And that's what I have in my studio today, two outstanding real estate professionals. Tammy Dippman, if anybody wants to reach out to you at Silver Sage Realty Pros, what is the best way? They can call me at 775-335-9962. My website is silversagerealtypros.com okay. and my email is tammydittman at ssrpnv.com. Very nice. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Sam, what's the best way? They can call or text me on my cell phone, 775-338-4126. Okay, very good. We'll put all of your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. We'll make it easy for people to find you. After this break, we're going to play a little game. It's called, What Is It? Oh, boy. Yes, mm, we'll fun. be back with that after this. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775 775- 786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. We are back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Many of our listeners, they're real estate investors. In fact, a lot of them start out this way. Sometimes what people do is they keep their home before they move to their new home, and then they rent out the home, and now their primary residence that they used to have, it's investment property, and they move on, maybe sometime buying more investment property. But if they do all of this as a sole proprietor, they have a lot of potential problems down the road. A lot of legal issues maybe, a lot of slips and falls. 
talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. The wealth protection diva has been working for over 30 years helping real estate investors all across the country incorporate their business so they've got an additional line of protection and another stimulus for growth. If you want to learn more, visit Sherry Hill at the Sage International website, sageintl.com, or give her a call, 800-254-5779, and tell her Peter sent you. I have two real estate pros in the studio with me today. Tammy Dittman is with us from Silver Sage Real Estate Pros in Fernley, Nevada. Also with me, Sam Britt from iServe Mortgage Lending. Glad you're both with us today. Thanks, Peter. Thanks. We're going to be playing a little game now that uh, I think is a lot of fun. People don't know what a lot of the acronyms are in the world of real estate. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, Peter, what is that PMI stuff? And I said, mm, that's Peter's, uh, that's Peter's uh, money invested, I think is what it is. PMI. Uh, let me ask Sam. Sam, do you know what PMI is? Private mortgage insurance. Private mortgage insurance. Well, can you talk to other people about it or is it private? <laughs> no, you can totally talk to anybody you want about it. And fortunately, it doesn't help our, our buyers. <laughs> so what does it mean? Private. If somebody says, well, you're going to have to have PMI. The layman's mm -hmm. term to it is if you're putting less than 20% down, they're going to make you hold this private mortgage insurance until you get to that 20% equity. Okay. And really, it only protects the lender in the event that you foreclose or you default on the property. Okay. So private mortgage insurance is something that you're required to buy when you purchase a home and you use a mortgage, but you do not put at least 20% down. Correct. Mm -hmm. So let's say that after five years, you've got equity in the home, you've paid enough money to now my equity, I have I have 22% equity, do I still have to pay that private mortgage insurance? The beauty part is not many people know this. You can actually call your current investor and see about having an appraisal done and removing the PMI without doing a full-blown refinance. All right. So if uh, somebody buys a home and has private mortgage insurance on the transaction, and then a few years down the road, if you think you need or you want to see if you can get rid of it, what's the best way to call your lender, Yep. call your realtor, real estate agent? You call your mortgage Call your lender. mortgage lender. Yep. Okay. So that's a way to save some money down the road. Yeah. PMI. Okay. Here's another one. Tammy, let's see if you know what this one is. Somebody said to me, Peter, what is that? P-I-T-I? And I thought, oh, that's my nickname. Petey. Is that right? P-I-T-I? No. It's Principal Interest Tax and Insurance. Principal Interest Taxes and Insurance. Okay. So it, that sounds like it's essentially asking... When you combine all the things that you're paying on your on your home payment, you have to pay principal, you have to pay the interest, you have to pay the taxes every month, every year, and insurance. That's home insurance. Home insurance. Okay. Or flood. No. And flood in this case, it would also. You are so used to that rural area. In yep. some cases, yes, flood yep. insurance. <laughs> uh, but but it, but in fact, uh, that could also be the PMI insurance, right? So insurance could include, you have to pay the homeowner's insurance, but you have to pay the PMI as well. Yes. Right? In so, some cases, you can have three insurances. You've got it. PMI, uh -huh. home insurance, and possibly flood insurance. And possibly flood insurance yeah. if you are in a flood zone yeah. and are required to get that insurance. Okay. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I know some listeners probably don't know. When somebody says to me, Peter, can I get an ARM? What They're talking mean? about an adjustable rate mortgage. Okay. Okay. Adjustable rate mortgage. That's it. And adjustable rate mortgages, tell, give us a brief description of how that the works. The best layman's terms for that is it's a, it's a temporary mortgage fixed and it adjusts based off the caps 
of the mortgage. So there are set numbers in it where it can adjust upwards of two, three percent, but it wouldn't be any more than upwards of seven percent, for example, of whatever treasury it's tied to. I remember when I got in the mortgage industry and I was learning all the terms. Yeah, uh, I, I thought there was a there was an obscene term in there, and I just I just I just really was at a loss to figure it out. But somebody said to me, "So do you know what their FICO is?" Credit score. FICO is credit score, Tammy. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I learned that that has to do with somebody named the Fair Isaac Credit <laughs> Report. Well, the, but, yeah. But it's the cred, your credit score. So mm -hmm. if I says you need to check your FICO, you need to include, improve your FICO, what they really mean is you need to work on your credit score. Mm. Sam, I know you probably pull a lot of credit reports for mm. people. And I remember that there wasn't just one credit reporting company. There were two or three. Still the case, you have three credit bureaus, and it's uh, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Okay, so when you get your credit report, do you get a report from each one of those companies? Yeah, so it's called a tri-merge. We mm -hmm. pull all three together, okay. and as you know, the mortgage banks will take the middle credit score of the borrower, and that's how we assess how they're going to get their interest rate. So if somebody said, you know, I've seen a lot of commercials from, I think, Equifax saying, hey, send us your email, send us this, and we'll boost your Equifax score by this much number. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the reality is that's only boosting one credit score. You've got the other two to work with, and if you're they correct. don't have that kind of a program, you're still going to use the one that's in the middle, right? Yep, you're correct. I, it, you nailed it. I mean, it, it comes down to we know that the credit scoring model can change drastically from each bureau, so that's why we take the middle. Yeah. Okay. So it's the middle score that's being used on the credit report, uh, otherwise known as the FICO. Very nice. I think like I've learned a lot today and I hope our <laughs> listeners have learned a lot today from our in-studio guests. It's been great to have you both here. Thank I you. I had fun, Peter. Yes. Sam Britt from iServe Mortgage and Lending. Please let us know again. If somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way? 775-338-4126. Very nice. NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. All your information will be there. Thank you for being with us. Very gracious. Thanks. Tammy you. Dittman has been with us too from Silver Sage Realty Pros. Love that name. Silver Sage. There's a lot of sage in your area, isn't there? Oh, there is. Yeah. Yes. And is it silver? It is, isn't it? That's beautiful uh, silver yes. out there. You're a great real estate professional and you're talking about a great area that we absolutely love. It's beekeeping area for us the Fernley, Nevada area. One more time, Tammy, somebody wants to reach you, what's the best way? 775-335-9962 and they can call or text me. Hopefully you'll both come and visit with us again sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We're on the air again next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends and family and then maybe they too will make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye everybody. Goodbye. goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? NevadaRealEstateRadio.com.